Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, it looks like City Council has endorsed the next phase, the next step to continue on with uh, the bid for the 2030 Commonwealth Games in Hamilton. Of course, the first held way back when, uh, 100 years. Uh, it's like it's kind of odd when you think about it. Here we are uh, 10 years out uh, talking about planning uh, this event for the 100th anniversary of. Uh, but that's how long it takes to plan events such as this. To talk more about where we are, let's bring in Mayor City of Hamilton, Mayor Fred Eisenberger, and he is with us now. Mayor, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Thanks, Scott. So tell everybody where we are with this. Still 10 years out, so a long way to go. Tell everybody where we are now in this process and, and what happens next. Well, so so the Commonwealth 100 group, which is uh, headed up by a lot of uh, spirited and energized community members that uh, are keen on making Commonwealth uh, happen in the city of Hamilton, uh, presented yesterday and uh, really got uh, got us to what uh, would be the next step in terms of the uh, the bidding process. So uh, Common- Commonwealth Games Canada has to make a decision on what uh, what games they they were going to support or, or decide on where it's going to be in the in, in whether it's in Canada or somewhere else there are two opportunities for them to decide on one is uh, 2026 that Calgary is vying for and uh, 2030 which I think ought to be the sentimental favorite uh, is the other and so uh, we are uh, hopeful that uh, that they will uh, pick Hamilton as the logical location for the 2030 100th anniversary uh, the Empire Loyalist Games uh, started right here in Hamilton in 2030 and left behind uh, what then was Iverwind Stadium and the Jimmy Thompson Pool, which, uh, you know, the stadium still there, but in a different configuration and brand new and replaced by a previous games, a Pan Am Games, which never would have happened had we not participated in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Jimmy Thompson Pool that has been refurbished, and now that whole complex down there has been retooled into uh, kind of entertainment and recreational space and, uh, and a new high school to boot. So we're, we're, we're looking at this from the perspective of what kind of legacy uh, uh, facilities can we get out of this, uh, this process. So when you, when you think about $1.4 billion for the, uh, for the entire exercise, uh, it is really for the city of Hamilton about uh, what kind of legacy capital infrastructure projects can we realize that uh, are, are either already on the books, so uh, potentially a facility in Bimbrook, recreational facility, or a recreational facility in Waterdown already on the books but not yet funded. Uh, how can we uh, incorporate that into the games and, and end up with a, a lot of legacy pieces that's going to hold the community in good stead, like the stadium did and like the Jimmy Thompson uh, pool did almost 100 years ago. Uh, whenever events like this come up, immediately people will say, well, we don't, we can't afford this, we're not putting uh, taxpayers' money into this, and, and you just expressed the, the reasons for doing this in the sense of legacy mm-hmm. infrastructure that could be left. Uh, any right. idea 10 years from now how this will shape up, or is this something that takes 10 years to plan? Well, I think that's, I mean, we've got the luxury of that, which is actually a good thing. Yeah. Most, uh, more often than not, you have four years uh, to the next event. Uh, so the, these things happen every four, or every, yeah, every four. And not unlike the Olympics, but they're staggered, staggered years. Uh, you normally don't get 10 years to kind of map that out and plan that out. So we're looking at not only, uh, you know, some of the, uh, some of the uh, facility needs in terms of sports and entertainment, but but also more specifically about the social impacts of uh, games, which is a, a focus for the the the, uh, the Commonwealth Games group and certainly the Commonwealth 100 group 
of, uh, you know, what are our needs in our community highest? And uh, one of them is actually housing. And so uh, when we look at, uh, you know, affordable housing and how that can be developed through this kind of a project and then gets left behind, so it might be an athlete's village uh, yeah. while you're using it uh, through, the, through the course of the games, but built for long-lasting, purpose-built, sustainable, affordable housing into the future. Uh, there's a critical need for that. And so how do we marry all the social needs that we have, including facility requirements, into a games and, and let that be the legacy that gets left behind when the games are over? Of course, we want a good sporting event. Uh, that's always uh, an inspiring, and sports is uh, one way that uh, communities um, interact and uh, glue together and inspire young athletes to be active and participating in community uh, community sports and that's a, a health and well-being positive initiative that helps, uh, you know, every day uh, communities uh, inspire people to, to stay active and healthy. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, we have to measure, you know, how much investment is required and how much investment will be left behind that is going to be a long-term benefit for the community going forward. As you mentioned, 2030, the 100th anniversary of Hamilton hosting the initial games, it seems like an obvious choice because of that. It seems like a truly sentimental favorite, but can we right. can we rest easy on this thinking that it's in the bag? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the... Uh, the Commonwealth Games uh, organizing committee has a number of communities that uh, that might be vying for for events uh, at the same time, and so uh, I, I agree that uh, from my perspective, it makes perfect sense. You know, if I, we we got a little bit of history on on how the game started. So it was an individual by the name of M.M. Uh, uh, M. Robinson that uh, that decided that uh, Commonwealth Games was a, important in 1929-1930, uh, and he actually uh, mortgaged his house. And uh, had people staying at his house, all the, the the guests that were coming into town, and billeted them all in the, in houses that people offered up, and uh, decided that uh, we needed a new uh, stadium and we needed a new uh, new pool to accommodate the events that were happening. He put his money on the line to actually make this thing work, and and the benefits have accrued to the city for at least a hundred years. The, the stadium stood there for eighty years. Yeah. Uh, and the Jimmy Thompson pool is still there and, and still expanding and being utilized to, to benefit the community. So that's the kind of legacy you want to leave behind. Is there a risk uh, involved in terms of uh, stepping into something like this? Well, always. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always want to measure the risk. You want to measure the, you know, the potential downside. Uh, you know, people always worry about cost overruns. I think um, uh, the games organizers and certainly the Commonwealth Hall 100 group, which is largely business people in the city of Hamilton have come together and say this is important to do, are very, very mindful of the cost, as well as our, our, our city staff. So uh, if we're going to have to put money on the line, then there has to be a, a return on that investment that uh, will have a legacy, long-lasting benefit to the community. Here's a very unusual question, Mayor, or maybe not. Um, somebody using this issue to compare this to the Bulldogs. Uh, how come we can't come up with something for the Bulldogs or keep them happy, yet we can pursue games like this? Well, we're working on it. So, uh, you know, the Bulldogs are uh, not badly served with the arena that uh, that is downtown. And, uh, you know, I, I know that some have complained the owner has complained about the size, and uh, some of the issues around that arena are being uh, refurbished as we speak. So the escalators are being replaced. The elevators have been replaced. So some of the functional aspects of the facility are being attended to. I think we're spending about $12 million to uh, 
to make the uh, the functional use of that space, uh, you know, back into uh, good repair. Uh, I can tell you, uh, you know, Pearl Jam is coming uh, in uh, in uh, next month, mm. and uh, the Foo Fighters in uh, in May. Uh, it's a great concert venue, uh, popular with a lot of acts that uh, that are coming to the city of Hamilton. And for the short term, uh, you know, a very appropriate place for the Bulldogs to continue to play. And as we well know, we are working through uh, an exercise of competing bids mm-hmm. that are looking at the repurposing of and or replacement of uh, not only the, uh, the arena, but the convention facilities and Hamilton Place. Uh, and those, uh, those, uh, those bid opportunities are out right now, so we're actively working to uh, to to look at where the how these facilities are going to be served into the future what size they need to be and how we can actually make them sized appropriately so that they be, can be functional into the future it may very well mean that the uh, the arena the first ontario center uh gets repurposed so that it uh, looks like a small space when it needs to and uh, can still host a, a major concert like the Foo fighters or pearl jam and get seventeen thousand people in there having a great time Fred Eisenberger has been with us. Mayor for the City of Hamilton City Council has endorsed the 2030 Commonwealth Games bid as we move forward to hold the 100th edition of. Mayor Fred, thank you so much for the time as always. Much appreciated. Thank you, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.